0: That's right, it's time for another episode of Heroes That Help, and boy do I have a fun one for you today. Therapeutic Adventures makes it their point in life to take folks who are disadvantaged, or so they're told. They may be missing a limb, they may have had a traumatic brain injury, they may have vertigo. But Mark Andrews gets them out on the slopes, he gets them out in a kayak, he gets them out fishing, he gets them out doors so they're not staring at the same four walls and the same ceiling every day mark is instrumental in the therapeutic recovery for so many veterans and he's been doing it for decades he and i sat down at his kitchen table and he told me about the passion that he has behind therapeutic adventures what it means to him and what it means to the many veterans that he's helped the website is taonline.org that's ta as in therapeutic adventures taonline.org Mark Andrews is the founder, and he's my guest, coming up right after this break here on this episode of Heroes That Help. Hey folks, this is Captain Bob with Coming Home Well. We're able to do these podcasts solely from the support of you, the listener. And of course, while we appreciate you going to cominghomewell.com and clicking that donate button for a quick and easy PayPal donation, I invite you to join our Patreon, patreon.com slash cominghomewell by becoming a monthly supporter, even as little as $1 a month that provides these excellent podcasts. So head over to Patreon, go to cominghomewell on patreon.com and become a supporter of us, become a partner with us, and you can help us. Help veterans come home well. I'm actually sitting in the kitchen right now of Mark Andrews with Therapeutic Adventures. Mark, thank you so much for joining me. It's a pleasure to be with you. Of course, you have to join me because I'm literally sitting in your house and otherwise it's creepy. Um, Mark, can you explain what Therapeutic Adventures is?
1: Absolutely. So, we're a, a local uh, nonprofit 501c3 organization based out of Charlottesville, Virginia. Although we tend to work with um, populations pretty much in the Atlantic Coast area, the majority of whom come from Virginia. But uh, for some of our programs, because of the nature of where they're offered, we do get people from other states. Uh, we've had people's from Texas and Louisiana and Alabama and all over, because of the vacation destination, um, our winter programs are provide up uh, primarily up at Massanutten Resort in Harrisonburg. But we'll talk a little bit more about that. So we're um, basically a, a 501c3 that um, our our mission is to um, work with individuals with different abilities of all ages. Um, we We provide adaptive sports and adaptive outdoor adventure activities. Uh, We work with individuals with physical and developmental disabilities. We work with disabled military heroes, the veterans and their family members. We work with cancer survivors, and then we work with those with other chronic uh, medical problems. Um, Adaptive sports and adaptive outdoor recreation are a great way to integrate individuals back into society um if they're coming home since we're talking about the veteran population yeah. obviously reintegration is extremely important um and um oftentimes you know the veterans um they when they're no longer involved in military service and they may be going back to school or they may be um, Developing a new trade or wanting to figure out, you know, what are they going to do post-military life? Um, What the research shows is that many of them they they're not gainfully employed full-time Only about 30% um, are employed and and that tends to be part-time So they need to learn ways to improve their quality of life and occupy that time and we think that the adaptive sports
0: um, it's Rutgers probably better than playing 40. Xbox and drinking beer, which is my current sports of choice. But um, when when you say adaptive sports growing up out in California, I think of wheelchair basketball and blind skiers because that's what I was exposed to. But there's a lot more than that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, so Therapeutic Adventures, um, we are a chapter of
1: Disabled Sports USA, which is the nation's premier um, adaptive um, sports and outdoor and and recreation um, program. Mm-hmm. Um, there's chapters all across the country. We're also a Paralympic sport club, um, which we could talk a little bit about maybe
0: as we move on. And we're also a Team River Runner chapter. Let's talk about the Paralympics side for the podcast. And okay. let me plug the podcast real quick. If you're listening to this live on the radio and not on the podcast, you're going to have to download the podcast. Heroes That Help, where Mark and I continue talking, because uh, we, you know, live radio, we only have a limited amount of time. Um, you said Team River Runners. I'm so, guessing not running, that's more so like team River,
1: Team River Runner um, is a national organization. They have chapters all across the country. Um, we are the Blue Ridge Shenandoah chapter, um, and their primary mission, um, or our primary mission as a Team River Runner chapter, is to promote... And um, health and healing through paddling sports, kayaking, stand-up paddleboard, canoeing, whatnot. Um, I think one of their catch-all phrases, which is great, is "Let's we need to get more butts in boats. Um, and, um, <laughs> or just butts outside. I agree. And um, so, um, you know, the healing of being out on the water is, is just so beneficial. So we're pleased to be a chapter of that. Um, and... Um, And then, of course, the other two organizations. Um, The Paralympic movement really has moved to push, um, trying to get regionally across the country organizations um, to keep an eye out for those individuals who could be potential Paralympians um, and represent our country um, in the Paralympics. Um, So any of the sports that are a function of the Paralympics can be offered by a Paralympic sport club. It just kind of depends on their resources and where they're located.
0: So for therapeutic adventures locally, how many veterans would you say that you help, or I don't want to use help, I want to say take out, um, that you go take out on these adventures um, per year or so? Yeah. So we, um,
1: we serve approximately 125 individuals a year. Wow. That's not all veterans. Um, I would say about 25 to 30 percent are veterans. Um, we would like to do more. Um, we And that's why we're always looking at ways that we can um, expand the programs that we do. We, we're, we're always looking at ways to collaborate and partner with other organizations. We just recently, a few weeks ago, did an adaptive paddling event um, out at Lake of the Woods, which is in Locust Grove, and that was a Veterans Day. Um, It was a free event for the veterans to come out and to learn how to kayak and stand up paddleboard and water ski and just spend the day on the water with their families. Um, And we provided the paddling instruction um, instruction for that. few weeks ago then we changed gears and worked with kids um with disabilities so um so our our organization has kind of evolved over the years we've been this we're approaching 40 years um and it's it started off as you know the legal name name is therapeutic adventures Um, but as we and i was focusing primarily on the adventure activities because that's what the interest was from the young people that we were working with. Yeah, it's exciting. My original work was working with traumatic spinal cord injury. Oh, wow. And my research was looking at um, psychosocial adjustment to traumatic spinal cord injury. Um, and um, the, the thing that the young men and women who were coming through that program, many of them were injured doing high-risk activities And just because they now became a paraplegic or quadriplegic did not mean that they did not still want to pursue that type of thing. So um, we kind of focused on making sure that if you're going to be offering adventure activities, you better do it safe and you better know what you're doing. So that's where we kind of focused our energies. Um, And then we um, got back into doing some of the more traditional wheelchair sports and things that. Um, have been, you know, around for a long time. So we added another arm. So it's called Therapeutic Adventures, Independence Plus Adaptive Sports. So we have the adventure-type activities, and then we have the more traditional adaptive sport-type activities.
0: Do you have to be a wounded warrior to be able to participate? No.
1: No. Um, We work with... um, um, well, as I had mentioned, we work with um, a lot of different populations. The mm-hmm. disabled veterans is, is um, just one of them. Um, so we, we've been working with um, Hunter Holmes McGuire Hospital yeah. out of Richmond. Uh, we've worked with Walter Reed. We've, worked, we've collaborated with um, an organization that you're going to be talking with, um, Operation First Response, which provides services for veterans and their families. Um, we've worked with the Mission Continues, which is a national yeah, organization. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We had a um, veteran who did an internship with us. Um, we, um, I just personally recently went through the that Reboot Combat Recovery yes. program with... Um, um,
0: Out there in Nelson County. Yes,
1: mm-hmm. and um, that was a tremendous experience. And the main reason I wanted to go through that was so that... Um, I would be more knowledgeable about the the issues that our veteran population, or at least some of the veteran population, are dealing with.
0: What type of training does you mentioned that you went to Reboot, so you knew what the veterans go through? Um, What other types of training have you had? You've been doing this for forty years. I presume you've had a lot of training.
1: Well, um, I went to graduate. I did my undergraduate at Michigan State University in education. Um, uh, adaptive physical education was my area of um, specialty so then after I was teaching I um, went to graduate school at UVA and got my um, master's in adaptive physical education and had the opportunity we had a grant um, to provide um, recreational programs for um, individuals with traumatic spinal cord injury and so my research was on adjustment after traumatic spinal cord injuries. So I worked on the adult rehab unit, um, primarily with individuals with traumatic spinal cord injury, stroke, traumatic, traumatic brain injury, and amputations, um, which were, those were the, the main populations. Um, that led, you know, back in the, um, so as therapeutic adventures has evolved, um, as I mentioned, we've, we've gotten involved with other organizations to try to just expand our base and to be um, uh, connected with other organizations across the country that are serving various populations.
0: Do they provide more support or do they provide you more access to more—I um, don't want to say just veterans because you also work with civilians— but do they provide you more access to disabled participants?
1: Absolutely, they. Um, I, I think being part of a larger network when people pull up websites and they see that there's chapters then they can find out where you're located. Um, so there are some, um, I think four chapters in, in Virginia um, that are Disabled Sports USA chapters, I'm not sure how many Paralympic sport clubs. There are several um, Team River Runner chapters as well in Virginia and, of course, all across the country. Um, so, one you know, the, one of the populations that we've just really been connected with and enjoyed working with over the years has been the veteran population. And I'd say the first year that we started, we've been um, working with McGuire um, almost. 40 years now. So they bring, wow. they bring people up. to Our largest program is our ski program. We've done sled hockey, um, which is... Sled hockey? Sled hockey, which is a Paralympic sport. Um, it's basically for individuals with mobility impairments who... It's a type of... You're, you're sitting on a... It, it's a metal frame with couple blades underneath it just like regular hockey skates and you use short poles that have picks on the end and it's it's a hockey stick basically with with um uh, a pick on the end and you pull yourself on the ice it's a really fast it's just like regular hockey okay i have to ask do they end up brawling Oh, like, they do. It's, really? I mean, it's it's a really fast, intense game. That um, and the the United. so S-
0: awesome on so many
1: levels. So we did the first clinic here in Charlottesville um, before the rink closed, and we're hoping to do that again when the new rink opens. Um, so we we've done um, wheelchair tennis, wheelchair basketball, um,
0: swimming, skiing. Can you? Re say that again. We <laughs> it picks up everything. We
1: do um, wheelchair tennis, wheelchair basketball, um, skiing, swimming. Um, so skiing is, as I mentioned, is our largest program. We work with all populations in that. Um, that would be two track skiing, three track, guiding blind, traumatic brain injury. We have all kinds of equipment for people who are in wheelchairs. Um, so our our veteran program that focuses on adventure activities for for the veterans is called operation freedom outdoors and basically um it's to provide adaptive sports and recreation for what i like to refer to as our disabled military heroes Um, anybody who has served as a hero in my eyes and and so we like we're we're trying to reach out to the veteran community and and those that have served we worked with People who, um, with veterans who've um, served in the Korean War, um, the Vietnam War, the, and in Bosnia, the Gulf War, Afghanistan, Iraq. Um, we've also worked with those who've um, been
0: victims of war from suppressed countries like Somalia. Um, wow, that's so. fascinating. So you don't restrict yourself to just American veterans, obviously. Um Overall, would you say that the majority of the, the vets that you're working with would they be under the age of thirty, post nine eleven veterans, or would they be older veterans? We've had both. I've had um, so it's a mix. veterans
1: in their thirties, and I think the oldest veteran who was that I can fondly remember um, was started skiing with us when he was seventy one. Wow! And skied until he was about seventy six. Um, And he was awesome. And um, so, um, you know, basically, we reach out to the various VAs and the different organizations that are providing services for the veteran community, and then um, they can get in touch with us. And what we specialize is in how to adapt various sports and outdoor recreation. outdoor recreation activities so that the individuals can, uh, the veterans, um, can
0: safely be engaged in those things. How do you defeat the fear? Because I know for, for me, I have vertigo. I used to kayak like crazy and ski all the time, but I'm terrified to go ski or kayak. I can only imagine that my fear is a micro, minuscule part of what a recently blinded veteran would face if before they go canoeing or kayaking or camping or on one of these adventures
1: um i just recently saw a video posted the other day um through the team river runner site they just did a um it's called at the out of sight clinic and where they took some blind veterans down the um um out west i'm not sure if this one was on the um in the Grand Canyon. They've done the Grand Canyon.
0: That would terrify um, me.
1: They've done other trips in Idaho, and and they do a trip down in the Bahamas. And so, um, you know, they're, they're not only working with blind veterans, but people with spinal cord injury, traumatic brain injury, amputations, burns, pretty much, you know, unfortunately, the what the veterans are coming home with now. You know, and I often say that, you know, Perhaps the only good thing about war is the advances that we've had in medical care. Um, certainly prosthetics and other care has improved. We still have other things that we need to do and, and making sure that the veterans have opportunities to, to um, learn, relearn. Um, I like to say that they're, they're, we're providing opportunities to, uh, to restore, to rebuild, and to recreate themselves. Um, after you've been injured, you have to learn new ways to do things that perhaps you did before. You were mentioning about the vertigo. Um, you know, you want to go out with somebody who can slow that whole process down and get you comfortable, and, and part of it is, is beginning in the right environment with somebody who can address that and make sure that you're feeling that comfort
0: so that you can, you know... So having the right guide in the first mm-hmm, place. Absolutely. What would you say to the veteran who is listening to this and says, man, I I used to love canoeing, I would love to go canoeing, but ever since I got hit by that VBID or by that IED, I'm just not comfortable with doing it, that that doesn't even take the first step?
1: Well, I think that's where the adaptive sports and, and outdoor recreation, adaptive outdoor recreation come into play. You have people who have that experience and that training to modify or adapt activities um, that you may be familiar with but may not be necessarily familiar with the various equipment that can be necessary to help you to be more functionally independent that's what we're trying to do is help them to to restore that so that they are that they feel independent again Um, but it's a process and it takes time Um, when you've known how to do something and you're having to relearn it, yeah, there's certainly advantages of being familiar with that. But um, you know, it can be a little bit frustrating if you can't just, just jump tank. back into it and do it the way that you th- thought you used to be able to. So you have to kind of meet them where they're at and and build upon that. Um, so if there's individuals who are interested in that, they can contact us. Um, at our website, um, www.taonline.org, or they can email me um, at adaptive.guide um, at, at gmail. gmail.com. And, um, and I'll get back with them, and we can, uh, you know, I like to do a lot of one-on-one uh, work when I can, um, but we also do, we so we do individual and group programs. It just depends on... Um, we're working with
0: where do you see therapeutic adventure in the next five to ten years
1: i hope that it's continuing to grow um, and that um, we're you know that the legacy that i've worked hard to try to build um, continues Uh, we're an all-volunteer organization we work closely with um, we get um, volunteers from the university of virginia through madison house um, have been a community partner with them for over 20 years We work closely with um, the Graduate School of Occupational Therapy at James Madison University, as well as some other universities. Um, We have community volunteers as well. Uh, We train our volunteers um, to, and and that helps us to keep our operational costs down. When you when you utilize volunteers, Um, you know, healthcare um, it can be expensive, and um, and and I personally. Think that recreation, you know, it it should not be cost prohibitive. Um, so I'm constantly trying to raise money and bring in funds so that we can all of our athletes, um, veterans, and otherwise. Many of our programs are provided at no no cost to the veterans, um, and some of our programs are provided where everybody receives at least partial scholarships, and many receive full scholarships. No one's ever been denied an opportunity participate due to an an inability to pay a
0: nominal fee. It sounds like you're trying to remove cost as a provision as well as your physical status. Absolutely. Because so many of us disabled vets think we're broken. And organizations like yours proves us wrong, which is one of the nicer ways to be proven wrong. Uh, Folks listening to this right now, they want to help. You're helping veterans. They want to help you. What would be the best way that they could help
1: well I recently did an appeal through our um, annual campaign and um, obviously we always welcome donations because that helps to um, fund programs but we also we need TA ambassadors people who become aware of what we're doing and believe in what our mission is and want to promote that so um, they can contact me th- um, through those means that I just mentioned a few moments ago. They can become ambassadors. Um, we can um, always use people to become involved, more involved in um, our advisory board, um, if they have various professional skills or interests that they would like to share um, and be, you know, get more involved with the organization that way. That would be great as well, um, because it. It takes a lot of people to pull this kind of stuff off. And um, so, you know, we welcome volunteers and we welcome um, anybody who wants to get involved.
0: Well, Mark, I welcome the opportunity for me to play the role of ambassador here for the last 20-something minutes. And uh, and thank I appreciate you. that. Well, thank you for what you do because I mean, you've been here for decades doing this, helping veterans. And you deserve... Uh, the thanks and the recognition. I know you don't want it, but you know this is this is why you are a hero that helps because you see a need and you did something forty years ago and you've been doing something for so long to to help. So thank you very much. Um, wow. That- well,
1: it it's an honor for for us to do what we're what we're doing, and I think I've been blessed to not many people can. Um, look back on their life and say that they've been blessed to do what
0: God intended them to do, and um, I'm fortunate to have found that thing. So, you're an awesome human, Mark. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Heroes That Help. Um, of course, you can check out Therapeutic Adventures, TAOnline.org. Is yes. it? Yes. Yep. And you can email Mark AdaptiveGuide at Gmail.com. Of course, please. Hit the subscribe button and give us a rating, too. And uh, you can find us on the socials at Coming Home Well. And uh, serious props to Chester, the dog, who's been under the table here quietly snoring the whole time. He did great. So thank you for listening to Heroes That Help. And we look forward to hosting you next time. Cheers. And that's our episode of Heroes That Help. If you know of an organization out there that's helping veterans and first responders and you want them highlighted on our show, email us, heroesthathelp at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, all the socials at Heroes That Help. Heroes That Help is a product of Coming Home Well, a nonprofit dedicated to helping veterans come home well from war. Check them out on cominghomewell.com. If you liked this podcast, go ahead and hit subscribe. Leave us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast from and share it with your friends. Spread the word about these heroes that are willing to give their time to help us veterans after we come back from war. I'm your host, Captain Bob. Thanks for tuning in. Cheers.